Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So it's a done deal. Um, after, well, two years of trying to get across the finish line, they're there. Rogers Communication closed the merger with Shaw this morning, marking the final chapter. Like I say, it's been two years. It goes back to March of 2021. It's worth $26 billion. Um, it's a very different deal today than it was when it was initially proposed. There were a number of changes made in the way, along the way. In the end, um, as you know, Shaw sells Freedom Mobile to Videotron in Quebec, uh, that company looking to to expand. The federal minister here says ultimately this will create a fourth major telecom player in Canada as they expand. Um, and you know, when we talk about that, it's, it's more competition. And that's what, whenever we've talked about this situation with cell phone prices in Canada, it's always come back to we need more competition. We need more competition. Uh, competition bureau and the competition tribunal were both involved in this actual process over the past couple of years, often at cross purposes, even appealing each other's decisions. So let's talk about the competition bureau here. What is the goal of the competition bureau? What is the competition bureau? Let's find out because they played a big role in all of this. We're going to chat with Stephen Globerman, who is a senior fellow at Fraser Institute. Stephen, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. You're welcome. Okay, so now, of course, this this is the case that we're talking about today, but the Competition Bureau has played a role in many, right? So let's start with what is the Competition Bureau? Who is it? Who's on it? And what is their role in all of this? Well, the Competition Bureau is a federal government agency which is responsible for enforcing the Competition Act, um, which is uh, an act that sets out the rules and then procedures for uh uh, in particular for uh, evaluating uh, mergers and acquisitions, but also uh, a whole set of business practices. So the Competition Bureau has economists and lawyers uh, who um, uh, evaluate, um, and primarily these are triggered by um, uh, specific mergers and acquisitions or complaints by consumers or other competitors about business behavior. And the Competition Bureau is meant to evaluate um, uh, the, uh, the, the particular uh, action, the merger acquisition or business complaint, uh, according to the criteria under the Competition Act, and make a recommendation as to whether the government is going to oppose the act, uh, the uh, acquisition, or it's going to allow it. And if it is, uh, there's usually two stages. The first stage is where the, if the competition bureau is concerned about a particular action, it will talk to the parties and see if they can negotiate uh, a settlement that satisfies the competition bureau. And if not, it's going to wind up at the competition tribunal, which is essentially the the court that uh, the well the, uh, the, the 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 tribunal that is going to evaluate right. the arguments for and against. Now, in in a piece you recently wrote uh, for Global Mail, you talk about the fact that you know what the competition bureau may be sort of misguided in 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 their focus here because, um, to your thinking, it's not necessarily competition that they're focused on, right? 
Well, uh, in the piece, what I was saying is that the competition, the competition policy in Canada has overlooked, to put it generously, has overlooked a major uh, route towards uh, improving competition uh, in Canada, which is to remove a lot of the laws and regulations which prevent particularly foreign firms from competing in Canada, but also in some cases domestic uh, entrants from coming into a Canadian market. And, and that if we're going to do any rethinking of competition policy, we need to think about the barriers, the intentional barriers that, input, that are, have been put in place to prevent competition or to at least discourage it. Um, what, what, what's the reasoning for that? Why, is, why do you think that's overlooked? Um, why is that not part of the, uh, the calculus that they do to determine what's best? Well, uh, because uh, there are vested interests who would uh, stand to suffer, potentially suffer significant financial losses uh, if if competition, and particularly, as I say, from, from foreign uh, multinational yeah. companies, if that were allowed, uh, there would be significant losses in profits or, in some cases, uh, passed through to lower wages. And the government, uh, obviously, is sensitive to the political fallout from that. Um, and what effect does that have? I mean, we, we see what happened with this merger that happened with Shaw and Rogers. There's been other, some other big banking ones. When we have this sort of oversight, as you say, where we're not looking at some of the more important things that could actually help, um, what does that mean in terms of where we as Canadians end up when it comes to some of these major, major mergers like this? Well, more broadly, not just in mergers, but just in the general day-to-day purchasing of goods and services, what you have is if, if you have a protected sector of the economy, generally there are going to be what economists would call uh, an anti-competitive profits being earned, which may in turn be passed through to workers and, and, and other participants in the industry. So what you have is the government basically deciding who's going to be benefited and who's not going to be benefited through uh, all kinds of cross-subsidies. And I would have to say a good case in point is the broadcasting industry, where you have enormous protection of domestic broadcasters, but with all kinds of side conditions that the, the broadcasters need to spend money on a set of activities, and then who is going to be the beneficiary of those activities? Well, that's that's going to be established by the bureaucrats, the CRTC, etc., who determine who should get the benefits. And that's what's happened in this telecom merger, the Roger Schaumer. There's all kinds of side conditions that really have nothing to do with efficiency, which is really the purpose of the Competition Act, what they have to do with is determining who's going to be a beneficiary and who's not in terms of access to uh, to services and the prices that are paid and even the wages that are, that are set. So, I mean, I guess, what, what's, the better, what's the better approach here? If we were doing it more effectively, Stephen, what would that look like? Well, the single most effective way, in my view, is to eliminate barriers to foreign investment in the set of industries where they're very prominent, which includes telecom, which includes banking, which includes transportation, which includes broadcasting. That would be the single most powerful remedy to competition concerns in Canada. Why do we have them? Like you say, is it just these are these protected industries where we feel it's important to have a national identity and that was established some time ago and that's just the way things go? Well, I think that's the rhetoric that yeah. uh, that uh, uh, it, it's protecting 
of either national interests or or national identity. It's a very vague defense, but but in point of fact, when you look carefully at what goes on, it's really a redistribution mechanism. It's a way for the government to favor. Uh, certain vested interests at the expense of generally, and usually it's at the expense of the consumer or the taxpayer. In this specific case, the case that we're talking about today with Sean Rogers, there's a lot of people very concerned that once again, like you say, this isn't going to help the Canadian consumer, which is supposed to be the focus, is supposed to be the goal here. Do you think um, this kind of case study, if you will, um, proves exactly what you're talking about here? We're missing the mark and we're not focused on what we should be focused on. Well, I, I think it does to the extent that if, if, if the purpose of all of this challenge that the, that the Competition Bureau put, put in front of this merger, if the purpose was to help the consumer, well, <clears throat> I'm afraid it doesn't get a passing grade. Yeah. Now, certain consumers will be helped. Rural consumers, this is part of the, the, the as you know, this is part of the agreement is that is that Rogers is going to make all kinds of investments in uh, in infrastructure in in rural areas. Okay, well that that that's a transfer from consumers right. in urban centers to rural areas. Now, you know, is, is that something that is good for Canada? Well, that that that, that can be debated, but uh, certainly, if what you're after is broad based lower prices and better service for consumers, this didn't work. Right, exactly. Yeah, and it, and is that really what we should be doing anyway? If you're, you know, if you, if that's the focus, if we're talking about competition, getting more competition. I mean, like you say, these things might be beneficial to Canadians, but when it comes to competition, it's not even dealing with that realm of you know where we need to be focused. Right, and and if we have a competition act, and the main purpose of the act is to ensure, or to the extent possible, ensure that Canadians do not pay excessively high prices, well, then then that should be the focus of the Act. It shouldn't be to redistribute income. Makes perfect sense. Stephen, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.